Welcome to Ask the Ascot. My name is Michael Beck. This is episode 18, Bankers in T-Shirts and Other Signs of the Coming Apocalypse. Each week, for around 10 minutes, I clutch you tight to my bosom and answer as many of your questions as I can, hopefully using amusing, slightly dated words like bosom. Send me your questions on any topic. I'm on Facebook and Twitter at AskTheAscot and email AskTheAscot at gmail.com. Eli writes, Hi Michael, what is the perfect outfit? Eli, the perfect outfit is the outfit that you deem perfect. There is no secret answer here. I can describe, and don't worry, I will describe, my preferred outfits. I have loud and rather fussy preferences, but I also happily live in an open, liberal society, at least for a while longer, and I firmly believe that you should wear what you darn well want. In my youth, people's clothing choices would outrage me. I remember going to the bank to establish my first grown-up bank account in the mid-1990s. That's how old I am, gentle listener. I used to go to an actual physical building to deposit actual physical paychecks. I remember being gobsmacked that everyone who worked in the bank were wearing graphic t-shirts rather than the suits I imagined they should be wearing. A t-shirt. They were wearing the costume of the Weekend Loafer, the rock concert attendee, and the generally indigent, all while handling my money. Well, I went home and immediately told my father about this atrocity. He politely listened to my rantings, then calmly pointed out to me that the people who would most screw me over in my life would be wearing suits while they did so. He recommended that I worry about something else, and it was good advice. In fact, the older I get, the more I oppose dress codes and policies of any kind. Years ago, I briefly toiled in a call center that had a bizarrely strict dress code. For instance, jeans were absolutely banned. I do not care for jeans myself, and I've not even owned a pair of jeans since the turn of the century. But why were jeans forbidden to people who talked on the phone about Medicare supplements all day? I have no idea. What I do know, though, is that the owner of the call center was wearing jeans both times I met him. Eli, the perfect outfit is one that fits you, that you are comfortable in, and that you feel good about yourself when you wear it. One perfect outfit for me consists of gray woolen trousers with a black leather belt, a navy woolen blazer, a white spread-collar dress shirt with heavy starch, a carefully chosen but colorful silk tie, and polished black leather shoes. I am comfortable in and like to wear clothes like that, But I don't like it and don't feel good about myself when the trousers are too tight or the coat is too big. 
I suspect the reason that a lot of especially American men don't like to wear coats or ties or woolen trousers is that such clothes often just don't fit them very well. We all purchased that one suit years ago when all of our friends started getting married. And we're not about to spend money on a new one, oh no. So now, years later, when we maneuver our aging bodies into that tragic, ill-fitting garment for the inevitable funerals and job interviews, we triple our agony by being so physically uncomfortable. Anyway, the perfect outfit also depends on the context in which I'm wearing the clothes. So, a coat and tie are great, but on a humid 92-degree day... I love a nice, crisp, white linen shirt and linen pants. For me, that's the perfect outfit in that moment. For a cool, rainy day, the perfect outfit for me is a broken-in, solid gray t-shirt, khaki chinos, and a light cardigan sweater. As I'm recording this podcast, right now, in this very instant, I'm wearing a starched, light blue button-up dress shirt with rolled-up sleeves and pajama pants. This has become the perfect work-from-home outfit for me. And I should reassure you, gentle listener, just in case you fear that I've grown too casual, that my pajama pants are pinstripe. Kay asks, I am living on my own for the first time, and now see that I must feed myself. What is your favorite recipe? Kay, first of all, I applaud you and am proud of you for living on your own for the first time. Whatever age you are, living on your own is both thrilling and challenging. I wish you the best. Now, I am not much of a cook. At all. In fact, few things stress me out more than preparing food from scratch. In our house, my wife Crystal and I have a division of food labor. I go to the grocery store, and Crystal prepares meals. Crystal dislikes going to the grocery store, and I dislike cooking, so this arrangement works reasonably well. I step in to assist as her sous chef when needed, but mostly my job is to talk with her, pour the occasional drink, and not get my beard caught in the stand mixer. There are a couple of extremely basic dishes that I like to make and think I make pretty well. The one that's the easiest to describe in podcast terms is scrambled eggs. I tried to warn you that I'm not much of a cook, gentle listener. Especially if you're living on your own for the first time, eggs are a great building block for inexpensive, relatively easy, and relatively nutritious meals. I've eaten many a meal from eggs, a wrap, and some fruits or vegetables. First, start with the best eggs that you can, Kay. If you know of a local place that keeps their own chickens, get your eggs there. The eggs will be a little more expensive than the cheapest grocery store eggs, but those local chickens will lead much happier chicken lives, and their eggs will taste far better. The key to perfect scrambled eggs is once you whisk your eggs, you should add them to a nonstick pan at the same time that you add a generous pad of butter. Don't melt the butter in the pan before you add the eggs. 
That's the secret ingredient in my scrambled egg recipe. Do not preheat the pan, but add the butter and eggs at the same time. Then, cook the eggs low and slow, with the burner at no higher than medium-low, using a rubber spatula. Finally, gentle listener, stop ruining your entire life by eating overdone eggs. The eggs are ready before you think they are. And Kay, to help you get started, I'll send you one of my vintage Better Homes and Gardens cookbooks as a treat. It's full of basic, simple, and relatively inexpensive recipes. Enjoy it in good health. Kurt wonders, should we abandon hope? (laughs) Not yet, Kurt. Not quite yet. But good luck out there. I'm rooting for you. Thanks to everyone who has submitted questions for the show. I wish I had the time to get to all of them, but I really do read and think seriously about them all, and they all make me smile. Keep them coming. I'm on Facebook and Twitter at AskTheAscot and email AskTheAscot at gmail.com. If you liked what you heard today, please subscribe, rate, and review the show wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. My music was composed and recorded by my brother David. He's on Instagram at DavidBeckNYC. Thanks for asking. Farewell. Farewell.